Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the sky a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, listeners. Oh, wow, I have missed you. Last time we shared space, I was engaged to the all-around beautiful Cassie Carroll. And now, drumroll please, I'm married to the lovely Cassie Peterpaul. Ah! We did it. We did it, fam. I know you're here for our interview with the wonderful Kate Rinders, but please indulge a married guy for a brief, cliche-filled recap. In short, our wedding day was the most incredible day of my life. I was crying like a big old baby the entire time. It was just such a dream to be surrounded by almost everyone we love in this crazy world. A dream come true. Our reception was at the Lace Factory in Deep River, Connecticut, which is like something out of a romance novel. Literally, it was an old lace factory. The space is all charming wooden floors, exposed brick, and oversized windows. The whole team there was incredible, from executing the cake of our dreams, which was pumpkin chocolate chip, by the way, to hanging Edison bulbs from the ceiling. It was just amazing! (laughs) Shout out to Cassie's cousins, Michaela and Olivia, who helped decorate the space for us. They have a company called Connecticut Picnic Co., which you should check out if you're local. I'm going to share a bit more about our wedding after the interview during your kindness tip of the week section, so if you're craving more, (laughs) be there. Right after the wedding, we jetted off to L.A., La La Land. I worked on a new film there, came back to New York City to work on a new musical, participated in a concert at the iconic 54 Below, which my incredible friend Michaela Petrilla, hey, produced to raise funds for Planned Parenthood. Then I presented that new show, and then, y'all, we adopted two gorgeous little kittens! Wow! Living the dream, I'm a dad. I am a dad. We welcomed two adorable kittens from Chaos Kitten Club here in Connecticut. Head to Instagram at Rob Peter Paul and at Art of Kindness Pod to meet Winnie and Honey. Yes, Winnie like Winnie the Pooh, but also, you know me, like Hocus Pocus. Oh, 
they're so small and sweet. They are the sweetest. And they're literally running all over the apartment right now, so I should probably get this show on the road. Can you hear them? I don't know if you can, but they're playing, and it's adorable. Today's guest is actress, singer, and Broadway star, Kate Reinders. Kate was raised far from the bright lights of Broadway in Spring Lake, Michigan. One summer changed her life forever when she attended a theater camp thanks to the support of her parents. Flash forward, Kate is now a bona fide Broadway star, baby! In 2001, she made her debut in the short-lived Broadway musical comedy, The Adventure of Tom Sawyer, as a swing and understudy for characters Amy Lawrence and Becky Thatcher, played by none other than Kristen Bell, fun fact. I actually saw it. She then joined the 2002 Broadway revival of Into the Woods as an understudy. Her first starring role came in the 2003 revival of Gypsy as June, she then went on to play Caroline in the 2005 jukebox musical, Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations! Later that year, Kate was pretty popular. <laughs> she played Glinda in the Chicago production of Wicked, alongside Anna Geister as Elphaba, for which she received glowing reviews. Kate went on to replace Megan Hilty as Glinda in the Broadway production, and then to star in several other Broadway shows as well. On Broadway, Kate is perhaps most known for originating the role of Portia in the 2015 musical comedy Something Rotten, which is one of my favorites. On screen, Kate has been seen in shows like Ugly Betty, Modern Family, and Anger Management. As of 2019, fans know her best for playing drama teacher Miss Jen in the hit Disney Plus show High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Kate and I discuss her role as a champion of dreams both on and off screen, advice for aspiring musical theater performers, acts of kindness along the way, and much more. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't be shy. Leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd really appreciate it. Now, without further ado, please welcome the kind Kate Rinders. Not reindeers, Rinders. Kate! Hi! Hi, how are you? Oh, you're so cute. I love your setup. Oh, thank you. This is a, just a random corner of our apartment. Yes. Where are you? Are you in California in, or New York? No, I'm in Salt Lake. <gasps> nice! In Salt Lake City. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. I've always wanted to go there. We're starting uh, season four. Well, we've sort of, I mean, we've started like pre-production stuff, um, but we officially start shooting on Tuesday. That's so exciting. I know, ah, right? Yeah. So I, I won't make you sit here while I do this long, probably very complimentary bio about you and all the amazing things that you've done. I'll do that later on. Because <laughs> I feel like I would feel weird. Not that mine would be anything <laughs> no, like yours. Well, but... no. I mean, I just feel old because it's like, oh, right. I did do that. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Accomplished. Accomplished and thriving. And I think what I appreciate most about you is you're just such a bright light in this industry and across the board from theater to TV, you've kind of kept that light. And when I see you, I, I just get the warm fuzzies and I feel excited. So it's a rare quality. Well, same, same. I mean, takes one to know one, right? Oh, that's yes. very sweet of you. Thank you. But before I just keep complimenting you this whole time, I would love to know, <laughs> <laughs> which I could do. I would love to know, how are you at receiving compliments? Oh, I've gotten better. Um, it, you know, it's one of those things, I guess maybe I'm not still not that good because I always say, oh, except this, oh, but that, oh, but whatever. But, um, but I try to be better because 
people are just trying to give you love, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let them love you. I love that. I say that to myself though. I mean, as much as you do. <laughs> Isn't that a song? Let them love. Oh, no, it's like, it's let me love you, but let them love you. Maybe we could re <laughs> remix that for season, yes, for the new let's season. Do it. <laughs> it is true because I feel like when you give someone else a compliment, you want them to hear it and take it in and it is an act of love. And so when they kind of deflect it, it's, you're like, no, come on, just take it. But then you get one and it's the same thing, whether it's at the stage door, or I'm sure you get a lot of complimentary comments on your social media. It's just a weird thing. But, you know, I think it's part of kindness. And before we kind of start our conversation, looking at your career through the lens of kindness today, I would love to know what is your definition of kindness? Showing love. And now it could just be love for the world, love for all of humankind, um, love and respect. Mm. I love that because it's so simple. And I, I think at the end of the day, that's what kindness is. It just boils down to love. You know, they say there's two emotions, right? Just love and fear. Is that what it is? Oh, that makes sense. But that's exactly right, right? Yeah. Um, to be kind to someone is just where you choose. Yes, whether you choose to live your life in love or in fear. Mm. Um, and really, because you can be kind to anyone. Yeah. At any time, even if they're not being kind to you, right? That's what's hard, right? Oh, yeah. Although I am not a good fighter. I am definitely a flighter. Uh-huh. <laughs> My fiance laughs at me. She's like, even when you think you're, if someone, you know, makes me angry or does something or cuts me off, she's like, even when you think you're like giving it back to someone, it's still like friendly. Like, I'm like, bless you. Like, it's like, you know. <laughs> Not yes, anything. yes. Yeah. No, yeah. No, my husband says that too. And I say, Ooh, I'm sorry to be a bitch, but, and then, sorry, I don't know if I can say that word, but then he's Let like, um, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, you thinking you're a bitch is actually nicer than most people. So, yeah, just prefacing it, which is tough. <laughs> but I do feel like in the arts, even especially when you are such a genuine, positive person, which I think you are, it's, it's like sometimes that's even met with skepticism. You know, people don't think you're being genuine when you come in and you're very positive and kind. They think you're just trying to get something. Right. Which is a tricky thing to figure out when you are not that kind of person. Mm. I mean, I definitely, you know, uh, when you go into show business, people say most of it is playing the game or networking or whatever. And uh, I have never been good at that. Mm. And um, but you're right. And if I try to just I feel like sometimes if I'm just being myself, people think I am trying to do that. Yeah. But no, I really have no idea. I'm really <laughs> just interested in everyone. And mm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, it's tricky because sometimes you you think, oh, yeah, well, you know, they say the nice guy finishes last, right? Mm. Um, but I don't know about that. I think the nice guy maybe finishes happy or, you know, with friends, <laughs> surrounded mm. by loved ones. <laughs> There we go. It's like the that quote at the end of Willy Wonka, right? Where what does he say? What what happened to the man that got everything he ever wanted? He lived happily ever after. I think it's kind of like the nice guy doesn't always immediately get the happy ending, but in the end, there's right. all this research now that shows. There's a book I think it's called Give and Take, and it shows now that even in the business world, people that are really kind are the ones that ultimately have the most success versus like the cutthroat people that you think would. So the research is there. I, well. Oh, good. Well, it's scientific. Well, I am just, I am a scientist. I am, yeah, I am a scientist. No, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to raise my son in a way to be kind, but uh -huh. it is, it is tricky though. Um, cause I've had problems personally with the difference, the fine line between being kind and being a doormat. 
mm. or a pushover or, you know, that's whole, that whole fine line. Yeah. So it's hard to, you know, being assertive and kind is tricky. Yeah. And I am still trying to work on that. It's hard. It's, I think it's all about balance, like everything else in life. It's trying right. to stand in the middle of the seesaw in a weird way. <laughs> But I do think your seesaw was fashioned, I guess, to have a really clunky transition in a beautiful <laughs> way by your parents growing up. Because from what I've, I've read about you, when you grew up in not Salt Lake, but Spring Lake, Michigan, I yes. believe, I heard your mom kind of started out early on by giving you this beautiful act of kindness that kind of unlocked your love for the arts. Was it, you know, by signing you up for camp, I think? Yes, yes, she did. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I was very small, right? Um, Although before I, I was always small, but I started, <laughs> <laughs> but I sang in the church choir and, um, you know, like my mom played the piano for the children's choir and my brother was mm -hmm. in it. He was five. So I would have to just go while they had rehearsal and I was three. And I guess I would sing from the pews very, very loudly. So then they <laughs> let me be in the choir. So I was singing. I was, um, I was dancing from a young age and that was because I tried to play soccer like my brother, but I was just not good and I was <laughs> very small. And then, and I started, I was starting to get hurt. Um, because but you tried. Were, I, but I tried. But I really, <laughs> I'm fine sitting on the bench. I don't mind. I just want to be on the team. Uh -huh. um, but so then my mom said, how about we try ballet? And then I just loved ballet because I love the combination of the music with the movement, with everything. But, you know, I did get in trouble a little bit because I like to talk. Mm. And so uh, not big trouble, but, you know, in ballet, let's <laughs> to talk. Yeah. So then my mom said, there's this summer day camp and um, it has singing and dancing. And then it says acting and also has like mask making. And it, and I was like, sign me up. That sounds like everything I love. <laughs> and sure enough, it was everything I loved. Plus all the friends I made. Mm, that's so beautiful because a lot of people don't have that support from their parents early on. So the fact that she kind of unlocked it for you and led you there by seeing, by observing how you were acting is Really well, cool. Yeah. You're very my lucky. Mom was, my mom was also um, a theater person. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, she did theater in college, and yeah, and she was. I'm sure she was great. Um, yeah. I wish. I wish we had, like, you know, phones to make video ev of everything back then, because I wish I could have seen what she did. But I she know. Was and stuff. Um, but yes, I was so lucky that they really supported me, mm. and um, and she. Wow, I mean, she would drive me to all the rehearsals and she, and she would wait for me. And they never pressured me. They never pushed me. Mm. So, um in fact, I feel I mean, they were great with me being so bossy because I was <laughs> the bossy one. Mm, yeah, you got you kind of led the leash on that one, which is and Yeah, I would say, "Mom, will you find out what shows they're doing around here?" And she'd say, "Okay, well, you know, Michigan <laughs> Civic Theater is doing this, and this one's doing this." And I'd be like, "All of them. I want to audition for all of them." <laughs> That's so cute. I, we sound very similar cuz even when I would go to Blockbuster as a kid or the video store, which certainly kind of dates me a little bit too. It's no, like no. I'd, be, I'd go up to the counter with my parents and I would make them, they didn't even have the computer yet. It was all in the book still. So they'd pull out this big binder and I would say, please tell me all your Julie Andrews movies or whatever it was. And I would make them go through the whole list and I would make my parents rent each movie and then they'd have to like watch it in time, bring it back. I would record the tapes onto another tape, which was kind of like a, yeah. Illegal, but that's fine. We're not saying anything. Um, oh, yeah. We are, we are kindred spirits. Yes. I 
Yes, anything Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins, Sound of Music. But mm-hmm. I would do, um, I would like run up to the TV and quick put a tape in and record. So I would have like almost the full version of Sound of Music forever and ever and ever. Uh-huh. And my tape basically like stopped working because oh I yeah, I've I done was, that to so many movies. Yes, yeah, yes, but me too, Julie Andrews. I mean, she was my. I just, I wish, you know, I wanted to sing like her. I wanted to, I wanted to be like her. I love her so much. I know that elegance. I mean, you do, you do exude a, a Julie quality, which is really wonderful about you. In a, unique oh. way, in a unique way. And some, <laughs> you know, some K Chen, like there's a lot of like really cool things about you that you kind of, you can't really pinpoint, but you make your own. So I, I think that's why you you have your own light now which is amazing but i used to take it further i would like trace the cover of the vhs so i could make my own cover onto the bootleg it was kind of sick i had my own business i think <laughs> <laughs> i think that is just you were an entrepreneur thank you mm-hmm. i'm gonna think i'm gonna quote you and put that on my website when yeah. i um, apply for a job <laughs> no I, I i think that's so beautiful and i guess you know So as you enter the industry and you start to audition and kind of discover there is a business side to it too, do you feel like there are any acts of kindness that kind of stand out along the way as sort of like changing your trajectory? Oh, yes. Well, my whole, um, everything started because there was a, there was a summer stock theater where I grew up called Cherry County Playhouse and the producer of that theater um, so the first, so that summer that I did the, the, um, the day camp the theater mm. day camp, the woman who was in charge of it was supposed to find them kids for gypsy. The, the Cherry County playhouse was doing gypsy starring Rita Moreno. Okay. Casual. Um, I know. Right. And her daughter was playing Louise. It was amazing. Wow. Um, but so she actually talked to my mom and said, they're looking for kids for this. And I think Kate should audition. And my mom said, well, actually we're going to be out of town that weekend. So she can't. And then I guess the next week or something, her name is Judy Johnson. And then Judy called alliteration JJ. I know. Right. And (sighs) she, I mean, years and years of, of shaping my life she had, but so she, but this was the first, the first act of kindness. Right. So then she called my mom and said, uh, I know she missed the auditions and we have a bunch of good kids, but I still think she'd be great in this. So I just want you to bring her to the first rehearsal. And so she kind of snuck me in wow. and, um, but you know, there was like the group of kids and they hadn't decided which kids were playing what yet. And, um, and so then I ended up being a newsboy, um, <sighs> who the one, the sailor who does cartwheels, I don't know if everybody always does that, but I did. <laughs> and, um, but then the choreographer of that gypsy was going to, oh, he told the producer, Neil Rosen, he apparently, I mean, I was not there. Allegedly <laughs> he said to him next year, you should do Annie. And I think you should get this girl to do Annie. Wow. So then of course, I didn't know that anybody had said this. So when they announced they were doing Annie, I was so excited. I was so nervous. I auditioned. They called and, you know, like he calls and he talks to your mom. Right. Mm. So I was just sitting there just like, what is the answer? What is the answer? <laughs> and then when she told me I got it, I would just like screamed and cried. I'm so happy. And, um, and yeah, and that was the beginning of him being kind to me every summer. He would mm. do shows with kids in them. I know for the local kids, right. To be able to participate, but he did all the really good ones mainly. I mean, yeah, I guess for me. So he did Secret Garden and mm. Annie Warbucks and uh, Wizard of Oz. 
Um, And then, you know, I was like one of the, one of the kids in Evita, the little like, please gentle Eva, (laughs) whatever the words are. Um, And one of the kids in, uh, in in Sound of Music and, you know, so I wasn't always the lead, but, Mm. but he definitely, um, yeah. So Judy was kind. He was kind. Oh, he introduced me to my first agent. Wow. Um, That's a big deal. And the man who was my daddy Warbucks, uh, went in that Annie, his name is Alan Fitzpatrick. And he, um, he introduced me to his agent in New York, which is how I got my first jobs too. And he actually let me sublet his apartment. (gasps) My daddy Warbucks. Like when I was in New York. So I'm just telling, I mean, it's so much kindness, isn't it? Yeah. My whole life is. And, um, although, you know, when we started high school musical, the musical, the series, uh, Tim, who is such a leader, obviously in Mm. all ways, he said to the kids, um, around the table and, you know, it's always like the kids and me and Tim, like mom (laughs) and dad and the kids. Um, but he did say to them, I just want to let you guys know, that um, at a certain point, everybody is very talented and everyone here is very, very talented. And he said, but longevity in a long career, he said, the key is being kind, you know, being a pleasure to work with. And, um, and he said, that's one of the reasons they, he hired me too, because he, wow. well, he'd known me for 20 years, but we weren't close or anything. But then he did talk to Casey Nicola because they're good friends. And he said, do you know, do I want Kate? And I guess Casey said, if you get Kate, you will have a mother on set. Mm. So, I mean, I mean, what a great it, person to get a recommendation no, it, from. Well, that too. But I just, I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, did I get it? Cause I was good. Did I get it? Yes. I, I'm a good person. And it's mm. like, yes, as yes. And especially at a, at a certain point, like Tim said, when everybody is good, mm. everybody has something special to give. But then if you're between the two people and you're not sure about that, or you've heard something not great about that one person, mm-hmm. wouldn't you rather work with the, the person who's going to be the mom? I mean, yeah. I hope they don't mind that I am. <laughs> I am totally their mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're good across the board, which is an important thing to be, like you're saying. And I think that's so wonderful that he said that because then you hear things where, you know, certain television shows or movies don't really care. They just want the, the big name and the, well, they'll put up with the behavior, whatever it is. So they know and they really you're right. And they really don't. And I think, too, I have, you know, those moments in, that I look back on and I think, oh, if I would have pushed here or if I would have done that or if I mm. would have tried to like be more like that person, maybe I could have, but no, we all have our own, you know, our journeys for a reason. Mm. And, um, and no, and I just, I couldn't imagine being in a better place and a better show and a better job. I mean, I just love it so much. I'm so lucky. You really grew it because you said you knew Tim for 20 years and it's not like you were that person pushing and maybe acting a certain way. It's, it's, if it is a game, it's a long game. And that's just because it's about building relationships and, I'm learning too now. It's it's really just making friends and connecting with humans on this earth. And you might not get that job, but maybe a couple of years later they'll remember you for another job. And yeah, just what it is. And the thing is, when you're young, so 20 years ago, yes, maybe I wasn't that person yet. That um, that tough, you know, what do we call it? Mm. I was ambitious, but not you know what I mean, like ambitious with a capital A or mm. um, <laughs> but. 
but I can say, I mean, now I just sound so old and I don't mean to be lecturing, but no. I think when you're that age, you think all I want is the job. All I want is the career. This is, you know, that's the end game. That's what I'm trying to get. Mm-hmm. But when you get to be my age, you look back and you realize maybe you could have gotten that and maybe you would have done that, but that doesn't guarantee happiness for sure. Mm. And, um, and really it's, it's all, yes, it's all the people you meet. It's all the friends you collect and, and the, yeah. And the, the world you're in, not Mm. the job you're doing. Yeah. And just kind of striving to be happy where you are versus, you know, it's good to have goals, but not getting caught up in how you'll feel when you meet that goal. Because you're never going to, that's the thing. I mean, for me too, I understand. It was like, if only I get to Broadway. Okay. Then if only I get a role on Broadway. Okay. If only I get a lead on Broadway. If only I get a lead in a new show. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it doesn't end. Yeah. It just keeps going. And you know what, what's really cool about you, I think, is that you made your Broadway debut as a swing, right? So in the adventures of Tom Sawyer, which I did see, even though it was short-lived, we saw it. I don't, I think we saw, did you cover like Kristen Bell's track? Is that who was? Uh, yes, I covered all the girls, but you did not see me because I did not go on on Broadway. Okay, then I, yeah. Because we, we were open for like two weeks, four weeks. It was like so that. quick. I just remember that amazing uh, death scene where he fell from like, or something. That was my first boyfriend, Kevin, <gasps> Kevin Durand. He literally fell for you. <laughs> he did, he fell for me. <laughs> He is six foot seven. Wow. I am five foot two. I I had no idea he was, but talk about kindness. I mean, he is, he, I, I don't know if you'd like me, but he is a gentle giant. I mean, just, such oh, a, I and all that. we cast is like the villain, right? Because he's six foot seven. Isn't that funny? It's also funny how we see ourselves. We're like, I'm, I'm such a positive, kind person. I'm going to go for these roles. And it's like, actually you could be this, you could be, you know? So I, I think mean, that's cool. I am dying to play. I always wanted to be on Law and Order, but like as mm. the prosecutor or as, I don't know, like a tough, I don't know. A tough, I'm never going to play those parts. I, it's okay. I'm really happy <laughs> being, being what I am. I know. And, and let me tell you, I did. I just went in for Law and Order, definitely didn't get it, but it's, it's a pain. You got to wear a suit. You got to show up. You got to be all serious. And it would be amazing to get that. But, you know. I well, think I mean, is- I want to... I once auditioned for it um, and it was for like a new lawyer or something. And I was so excited. Uh-huh. And man, and I, I mean, I know it, I know, I know what it sounds like. I know how to say it. It's like uh-huh. Friday night. Can anyone corroborate that? I mean, I'm into it. And then <laughs> my agent called me and said, um, okay, so I got the feedback and she said, you were really great and you really understand the world, but you're too blonde and your voice is too high. You will never be. And I was like, oh, uh, but you're right. But you're right. And guess what? Because I what? Because I am blonde with a high voice. It's worked out in other ways. Yes. Right? And you never know. Maybe you'll go back later on. And it just, it's all, it's all you kind of showing the world who you are and letting them come to you, I think, versus trying to fit into that mold. So I'm glad you didn't dye your hair deep well, in your voice. But you know what? But I, you know, I almost wanted to. And when I was young, that was exactly <laughs> it, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know how you felt but when I would go into auditions it was like if only I can be if I can figure out what to wear that's the right thing Mm -hmm. if I can figure out exactly what they're looking for and uh and I think it was more tv that really helped me realize that it's better to just know who you are or put say this is this role on me 
Mm. If that's what you're looking for, great. If it's not, that's fine. But this is me and this is the role on me. Because honestly, if you're not true to yourself, I think back on all those auditions where I was doing what I thought they wanted. And I think, oh, if I had done what was true to me, who knows? Maybe that would have been what they wanted. Yeah. Never know. Because then at least you're showing them who you are and the essence of you. And then they might remember you more authentically for something else versus just saying, oh, they're another one. That was fine. But they're another one in the bunch. Yes. Yes. Why do we want to be beige? You know? Uh -uh. Exactly. When we're meant to be rainbows. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we are. Yeah. But I, I think we had a similar thing. I kind of, well, not really because my journey has been different, but I, I booked Susico on Broadway when I was little and then it closed before I got to go on. So what? I love this. Oh my gosh. You would have been so cute. Oh, well maybe my mom thinks so, but don't you feel like that's such a a weird way to start out? Like you you get there, you go through the process and then you're like, this is it. I'm not, I'm not on Broadway. Am I on Broadway? And then it kind of ends and it's such a unique lesson early on. I feel like. Well, my Tom Sawyer, I mean, even, I don't know if you know this, but we did a workshop or whatever. And I was one of the girls on stage. I was one mm. of the ensemble girls covering Becky Thatcher. And then between that and Broadway, they called and they said, oh, we, um, we actually, we need to cut, we have to cut a man, a woman, a boy and a girl from the ensemble. Mm. But we would like to move you to be an offstage swing and cover everybody, including, you know, still Becky, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I guess, I guess I must've been sad about it, but I remember just saying, I'm just so glad I'm still in the show because those other people got cut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I think you're presented with those opportunities, right. To look at it in a good way or a bad way. Mm. And I definitely was like, yay, I'm still in the show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then it happened to you again with Into the Woods, which I think is so interesting. And you were, I mean, yep. being a swing is, I think it's like one of the hardest jobs in the oh. arts world. Oh, I'll it's say. <laughs> absolutely the hardest. And luckily I did it when I was young because I was fearless. But mm. now I think I would just have a heart attack and lose years off my life. Yeah. <laughs> I did, but back back then I was like, my brain is so smart and I can, can like memorize everybody's numbers and go all the places. But yeah. um, but yes, into the woods scene. It's thing. truly wild. Off stage. And then um, you well, and I want to respect your time. So there's a lot of stuff in between, but then you know, I think you're certainly still well known for wicked in a lot of ways because of your unique and and very signature turn as Glinda. And I we have a lot of you know performers that listen to this show. And so I thought kind of a cool thing to learn from you might be how you 
make a character that's so iconic unique if you have any advice for that going in for a role that has already really had its stamp been made and kind of honoring that but also bringing yourself to it and you know what i i love that you asked that um because actually and thank you for saying that but the truth of that is i was so young um i was 25 and which might be old for some of you listeners um <laughs> it's but, young <laughs> but um yeah, when I first, first of all, I had to fight to get that audition um, because at first they said uh, I was doing Dainty June at the time and they said June is not Linda, but I would go to, mm. I would go to Angus, which doesn't exist anymore after <laughs> shows and people would say, can I get your autograph? And they would hand me a Wicked playbill. Uh, and I'd have to say, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could have just forged it and then they could have been like, yay, we got Kristen's autograph. But uh, <laughs> I, but so I said, I said, no, no, Dainty June will not be playing Glinda. I will be playing Glinda. Please just let me try. If I try and you say no, that's one thing, but just let me try. So then I got uh, one of the guys in Gypsy, his girlfriend, wife worked there. Anyway, I got in on like the pre-screen of the pre-screen of the pre-screen list. Hmm. I went in, they said, come back. I went in again. They said, okay, can you wait till the afternoon when the team shows up? Yes, I can. Um, but Oh, my point of this is that <laughs> I'd never seen Kristen Chenoweth do it. I'd never seen Wicked at all. Mm. I did not know it. Well, it was, it was new and I'd been working. So I was, you know, doing my own shows and, um, and I'd actually never seen Kristen do anything because when I grew up, we didn't have the internet like that. Mm, the bootlegs. Um, and so when I auditioned, I did do my own thing, but it was sort of, almost accidental because I didn't, I didn't have something to, to, you know, mm. replicate in my mind. But then when I went into the show and we started rehearsals, you know, with a role that's been, like you said, it's, it's very specific and they teach you how to replace it, or at least that's what happened then because it was still new. Um, and so then I did, I tried to do everything they wanted me to do. And I guess it was probably what that was. And then Joe Mantello did come up to me at one point and he said, I, what do you do? I want you to do what you did at your audition. What do you do? You're like, don't do that. Do what you're doing at your audition. And by that point, I could not remember what I had done at my audition. Yeah, that's hard. Right? I couldn't remember. And so I, you know, part of me is like, it's great that I did it when I was so young because again, fearless and, mm. you know, just loving it. And, but had I been a little bit older, I think I would have had the confidence to hold on to what made me, me. Mm. So thank you for saying that I did my own version of Linda, but I think it was a little bit, mm, you know, it was stuck in the middle of mm. who, who I would be and who I thought they wanted me to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Had I done it later or, you know, I would have just been like, this is what's funny on me. Trust me. I know. <laughs> But back then it was definitely whatever you want, whatever you want. Uh-huh. Yeah, you that just need to please. And that I feel for all these people I know trying to get into Wicked and, and I know in the show being Glinda, especially because, you know, take popular, which I've I've watched your bootleg and it's amazing. But it's oh. like every second you're expected to land a joke and a specific movement. And it's it's a lot. And if you're in the business, you're almost like, Oh my gosh, that's so much. So it's it no, must and be hard. Gestures, and that's the thing. Some of the gestures don't feel natural on you, but it's yeah. choreography. Sort of, so you, yeah, I mean, 
yeah, so for everyone, going into a role that is already established is tricky. Mm-hmm. And um, try to find that. It's almost like being an understudy, though, too, right? When you're an yeah. understudy or a standby, you do need to you need to go where they go, do what they do, and you don't want to mess up the people around you, uh-huh. right? So you want to respect the performance of the person that you're filling in for. But at the same time, you want to find a way to make it authentic and make it mm-hmm. real. Which is, I think, involves a lot of kindness. People lift you up when you're an understudy in a swing. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there before we get into High School Musical, the musical, the series, which I can't not smile when I say because it's just such a brilliant title. It is such a a fun title. I do want to just ask you one thing, and it it relates because there are so many people out there right now. And I'm sure on your show, I'm, I'm sure some of the kids have come up to you and maybe asked you about it. Who maybe think they have to emulate you when they're auditioning for a regional or a school production of something Ryan, which you so brilliantly oh. originated the role of Portia. I saw you and, and you were so sparkling and hilarious in that. And I love that show so much. Oh, thank you. So I, I guess love it too. It's, oh, it's such an amazing show. I guess for the, the podcast sake, do you have a memory of sort of an act of kindness from that time, which could even be how you kind of treated yourself through such a long and taxing work week on Broadway? Oh, that's, that's good. Um, well, when you first said acts of kindness, though, I did think instantly of John Cariani because, mm. um, John Cariani, who played Nigel, uh, he is just, he is a living act of kindness. Oh. And he is so sweet. And he would just, he would just leave me, you know, random cards or notes or something. And, um, and, for everyone, I think, too. I mean, he was just one of those people who was always paying attention and, and watching. But, oh, acts of kindness that I did for myself. You know what I I, I don't know if this counts, but um, <laughs> Heidi and I made our dressing room really cute oh. because we knew we were going to be in our room a lot because we were both off stage and never together on stage. But so we... Um, we both, well, I think we both did it for each other too. We were very mm. kind with, um, with, I don't know, we got to know each other and would, yeah, I don't, uh, yes. When you, have a, <laughs> when you have a dressing room mate, try to be kind to them. It oh. makes a difference. Right? And look at you both now. It both ended up on Disney Plus. Heidi was in the Freaky Friday yes, musical. Yes. I mean. Yes. Um, yeah, she was great. I saw her in La Jolla do it too. Oh. Um, but what other acts of kind, but you know what? Uh, if you really want to know who is like the queen of acts of kindness, it is Bernadette Peters. Mm. So, um, and Tim and I said that too, because when we were 22, you know, our example of a, the, a, a leader on Broadway was Bernadette and she could not have been kinder. She knew everybody's name from every usher to mm. every kid, to every parent, probably. Um, and, and she would just, you know, pop by and ask me how my day was going and just wonderful. Mm, I have heard that I had a, actually my friend was baby June, Heather Tepe. I love her. You know, yes, I did an I off hour show when I was little. Oh, okay, that's yes. so funny. Sorry, maybe I saw you in Gypsy too. Yeah. Who knows? Did you see her? Did you see, didn't she do like Ninja Warrior or something? One of those shows? Where oh, she I think I did see that on like Facebook. She is, she is amazing. She could mm. do anything. Yeah. No, she was fantastic. She, yes, yeah, she was in the. She show. is. So are you. And so is High School Musical, the musical, the series. We, we were, we were the same person. 
we were big and little. I isn't that wild? And my fiance actually was. This sounds actually really creepy. Was baby June when I met her in college? It was in college, so she wasn't <laughs> like a kid. It was weird. Again, anyway. I, I want to ask you about High School Musical, the musical, the series. Again, just can't stop saying that title. So you've been playing Miss Jen since 2019. Literally don't need to tell you that. You're like, I know. Can you shut up? In, in what ways do you feel like, this was actually a question from our listener Mads, our friend Mads. She wanted to know in what ways you kind of feel similar to her and, and most different. Oh, yeah. No, I, you are right, Mads. I am, <laughs> I am very similar to her. I sometimes think that I... Miss Jen and I is a very, it's blurry. Um, but no, she's really sort of me, but then turned up a notch, I think. Um, maybe it's, yeah, she's still a little bit more. Um, <laughs> one of the, one of the directors always says, be more unhinged, be more unhinged. I love that so, word. Yes. So maybe she's not as grounded as I am, but that's because Miss Jen, I mean, her, her youth, her family life, her mother, totally different than mine. Mm. Um, her New York experience, different than mine. She does not have a son. A son will really ground you, but also make you really tired so that you can't, be, <laughs> and you can't unhinge because you're just trying to hold on. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but we're very alike in that we, I mean, I love those kids. I'm not acting when I love those kids and I'm not acting. I'm impressed with, you know, when I am blown away by their talent Mm. and when I want to help them. And, um, yeah, I would say most of the time I'm not really acting. I'm just given these really great lines to say by Tim Federley, Mm. you know, she's, she's sassier than me, maybe funnier than me. Um, but that's also because, yeah, because I'm doing what somebody else wrote and and you know, like, you, know, you have to, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or whatever. Um, mm. But yes, I would say um, Miss Jen, or maybe Miss Jen too. Yeah, maybe she's just like a little bit, a little bit um, younger and a little still, she's still dreaming a little bit. Mm. Not saying I'm not dreaming, but I think that uh, because I've taken the turn into motherhood, um, your dreams just shift, right? They just move. Mm. But yes, but we both, she is the mom of the kids on the show. I am the mom of the kids plus my real kid. Um, <laughs> and I love her so much. I want to play her forever. And well, and I've seen, you know, watched interviews with you to prepare for this too, where people have asked you about your kids and you go on about the cast and they're like, no, I'm asking about your son. I'm asking about your kid. Like the way you talk <laughs> about them is just so seamless. So the the caring in the heart is so palpable. And I think the way they've shown that on the show of of you realizing your new dream of making them succeed and lifting them up is such a beautiful storyline. Like we need people in real life to be champions of dreams versus just out for their own dream, you know? No, absolutely. And I think that was the big, that's the big realization, Miss Jen, right? That's her journey that she's Mm. finding that out. And I think, um, what's, I know I'm just acting. I know I'm not actually Miss Jen, but I do, (laughs) but I do find it more like in a way more fulfilling to watch these kids and to watch them take off and to watch them shine mm. and um and they come to me a lot with things and I think they can probably well, because you know I'm not competitive with them and and maybe that's the thing is that after years and years you get less competitive or I don't mm. know what it is but um but I just I love yes I love watching them and and with Luke in a way my son my real son um 
I'm almost worried to be too supportive because I don't want to push him into anything. You know, I'm still Mm. worried of, and he's so young, but I don't want to be a stage mother at any point. So Mm. at least with them, they've already picked it. So I can go ahead and push, push, push. And you're thinking that way and you have the awareness and the beautiful soul. So I think you can't go wrong. I I think it's going to work out no matter what. Not that you need me to say that. Well, he is in ballet and he says he loves it. And also in this like musical theater class that we have tonight, which he says he loves it. But um, (laughs) if he decides he doesn't, then he can leave. And he did (laughs) soccer last year and he hated it. So. Oh, so this is good. He's on a good track. I'm not making this up. Right. He's, He's doing his own thing. (laughs) <laughs> he's on a similar journey that's that's super cool and he has a great role model i would love to know too for you you know transitioning from like a stage to screen is one thing but then you kind of transition from stage to screen to between stage musicals and then to a, a screen musical which is like a whole different animal in its own way was there anything challenging you had to overcome or something you didn't expect that you feel like you're now nailing like this is your opportunity to pat yourself on the back and just oh. say you know, I'm really great at if you guys have to lip sync or I know there's even different shoes you have to put on when you're dancing sometimes, which is like a weird, there's just a lot of weird things that come with being on a TV musical. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, the main thing for me was that, you know, in a, in a show you have rehearsal, you have, and you have music rehearsal and you sing this before you record your cast album, you've sung the song a thousand times. Mm. And for us, they would send us a demo and like a lyric sheet. And then you go in a couple of days and record it and that's it forever. And I, but then luckily I was like, I just, I, can I get cheap music? I just really need, like, I don't have, I don't have time to listen to this. I like, I'm a mom and I can read sheet music. Please just give me sheet music. Uh-huh. And then and it's just like text, 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 boop, boop, boop. There it is. Right. <laughs> um, but, but it was weird to be like, I'm recording something forever that I haven't played, you know, that I haven't, isn't muscle memory already. Mm. And also sometimes they record it like line by line. And I'm very like, can, okay, we can do that too. But then can I just do a full one through the song? Because, you know, I'm a sing through the, go through the, on the journey of the song. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I think some of the kids too, uh, well, they're just so good at like singing in a mic in a studio. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and actually, Dara Renee said to me at one point, she's the best. She she was like, I just I just feel like I'm bad in the, you know, in the recording studio. Like my voice is just too big. Or, and I said, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, yes, you can make it smaller if you want for the studio. But the fact that your voice is so powerful and you can melt people's faces off and you can do Broadway without a microphone. Uh-huh. Never be sad about that. Mm. you know never think that's not an amazing thing anything and julia obviously well yes and look at you you're amazing like in lifting these people up and and doing that for them and championing them just like your character is doing which i think is an obvious casting choice and (laughs) actually i have more questions here about you being this mama bear role model but i'm looking at the time and i gotta move on and i want to make sure we are respectful of your time but i also really want to make sure we play this surprise game if you're down (laughs) Sure. It's called the compliment game. And basically I reached out to some folks in your life for a compliment or a loving statement about you. And I'm going to read it to you here. And then you just have to guess who said it. Oh my gosh. And then I'm going to cry. Okay, go ahead. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on the AOK. It's the compliment. Compliment. Compliment game. 
I don't know. Well, these are pretty good. So I actually got two for you, which is they're the two people I reached out to and they got right back. So that's pretty telling as well. All right. Here's your first. Oh, and people freak out if there's no rules. So let's say you get like three <laughs> guesses and you can ask me yes or no questions. But honestly, Kate, I don't really know anything, but I'll try to help you. Okay. 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 So here we go. Kate has the biggest, warmest, kindest, and most beautiful of hearts of any woman I have ever met. I think any human being on the planet should consider themselves lucky if they ever get to even spend a sliver of time with Kate in their lifetime. She has helped me see the best in not only myself, but of life in general. And I can't thank her enough for always being there for me. And yeah, I don't know. I know that's, there is a hint. There's a hint too, but I think the hint might give it away that I can give it to you when you're ready. Yeah, give me the hint. Okay, the, the hint I think is going to give it away. Okay, so it, that, that was the statement. And then it says, sincerely, Luke's favorite Candyland buddy. I love you, Mama Kate. It's Matt Cornette. It is Matt Cornette. Oh, my goodness. What? He, I just love him so much. I do. That's going to make me, that makes me cry. Yeah. Oh. No, no, what's so funny is that in the show, when I call him my tallest child, I, I mean, I've called him my tallest child. I mean, that's, he is my, he's my, yes, he's my little honey bunny. I love him so much. Oh. Uh, that is the sweetest thing. Oh, well, he I'm clearly gonna loves you too. I'm going to have to call him. Call him. And I mean, that's just so special. I think that you can see that you can help people see the best in themselves. I don't, do you even realize you're doing that or you're just like. No, no. And I wouldn't have thought that if you hadn't given me the hint. Well, because you, I mean, you probably do it for so many people. Yeah, when you said Mama Kate. Come on. <laughs> um, although I'm Mama Kate to a, a couple. Yeah. yeah. But no, he is. And speaking of nicest people in the world, Matt Cornette is. When Luke was. Okay, so season one, it was Luke's. Oh, do we not have time for me to tell the story? Oh, I have time. I just don't. Oh, I don't okay. want to take oh, up yeah, too much yeah. of your time. Um, okay. Oh, I'll be here all day. Okay, um, good. Then here we go. Matt. Buckle up. He, he, so Luke was turning two and I was staying in this apartment building and it had a pool and it was like the end toward the end of season one. So we all knew each other, but nobody knew the show and it, we didn't know if we'd have a season two, you know, but we were our special family. So I was having a party, invited all the kids and I, but I can't cook. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> so I was like, Matt, um, everybody says you're really good at bar, like barbecuing stuff and doing things. Can you help me? Can you, could you maybe do the grill? Like, do, and he said, of course I can. And he went with me to buy the stuff. He marinated the chicken. He did it the whole time. It was amazing. Matt Cornette at a two-year-old's party, just man in the grill. And then he also has a red Corvette. I don't know if it's a Corvette, but it's Matt a red. Cornette's red Corvette. Yeah, it's a sports car. Um, do you like that? I'm like, it's a sports car and it looks like Lightning McQueen. <laughs> it so wheels. <laughs> was obsessed with Lightning McQueen. And so oh. he got, so Matt got the, like, the, 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 the shades, like whatever on the, you know, for the windshields that have the eyes. So oh. that it really does look like Lightning McQueen. Oh, for your son? For Luke, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so I love I that. That's so special. I know. I, so, okay. I have another one for okay, you here. Sorry, I'm just, no, I, please. I, 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 we'll go a little over if that's okay with you. Yeah. So this is your second one. This is kind of funny. There's also a hint for this one, but this is your okay. quote. She's got beauty. She's got, wait. Oh yeah. She's got beauty. She's got grace. She lifts me up when I fall on my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, but that's funny. 
Um, you got to hint me. You got to so, give me a okay, hint. Okay, here's the hint. She's the best enemies to lovers partner one could ever ask for. Enemies to lovers partner. Oh, Mark St. Cyr? Yes, it's Mark. <laughs> you nailed it. Oh, also amazing. I don't know. I mean, really, they put the nicest people together for our show. We don't that's have a so bad beautiful. apple. beautiful. I think that's amazing. Is there, okay, is there anyone collectively, this is what I was curious about too, that you all are hoping comes on from High School Musical? Like, is, is there still like a one person you guys are all like holding out for that you feel like? Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all like, can Zach Efron please show up? That would be cool. I mean, but I mean, not even necessarily me as much as Frankie. <laughs> well, maybe, okay, maybe at the end of the series finale, like you're gathering well, around with that everyone. Is that is you the take your face job. mask off oh. and you are Zac Efron. <laughs> I am going to pitch that. I think that might be perfect. Please do. Yes, like the Mission Impossible, like woobity. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, now, you've been so generous with your time. I would just love if you could please leave us with a tangible kindness or wellness tip that you would love for listeners to take and incorporate into their daily life. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Um, what, one thing that I've been trying to do that my friend recommended is, I don't know if you go to bed with worries or you go to bed with things that you don't want to forget that you have to do tomorrow or something, but journaling is great. If you want to journal, do the full on journal, but sometimes that's too much for me or overwhelming, or I don't even, you know, but she said, it's like a little notebook and you write down your worries and you write down your thoughts, but you can write down a couple of things you're grateful for today, a couple of things maybe you want to do differently tomorrow, whatever it is. And you never have to look at it again. You can rip it out. You can tear it up. You can throw it away. You can whatever it is, but you've gotten it out of yourself. You close it and you go to bed. That's so beautiful. I'm going to do that. I don't know. Well, the, I, I think it helps. Yeah, just to get it also out. When you, and also when you start really thinking about it, then you realize, oh, that worries. I'm sort of spiraling for not really a good reason. Mm. So that worry is not as big as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So I can calm down. Yeah, the things that keep you up at night. And if you keep it next to your bed, when you wake up in the middle of the night, you could put it there. Or yeah, maybe I should replace away. that. I, I have a notebook next to my bed right now where I write down the weird things like my fiance will say in the middle of the night, like or weird That's things that funny. happen. Because sometimes I, I probably shouldn't out her like this, but she does talk in her sleep sometimes. <laughs> uh, so maybe I'll replace that with my my worries. I think that's great. No one's ever said that. So that's a really helpful new tip. And I, I love that. And I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful to have had this time with you. And I got a little slice of life with you, like Matt said, which is beautiful. And uh, I just think we're so lucky that we have someone like you in our industry, especially someone who's such a great role model for young audiences, which you are, and I'm sure, I hope you don't feel any pressure with that, but you seem to be oh, carrying it so beautifully. And honestly, it's the, it's the best role I've ever had. Oh, that's so no, it's sweet. True. It's true. Hmm. Well, you were born to play. I want to be everybody's mama. Well, so you call, you call me if you need me. Okay. Well, I'm going to get the adoption papers right now. I'm going to find them. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think you're born to play it. And I am just so grateful to have had this time with you again. So thank you so much. And good luck with, with filming. That's so exciting. And good luck with your wedding. When is that going to be? Yes. 11-11-22. Uh, <gasps> Soon. <laughs>
I know it's very soon. So we're kind of in and the home stretch. Love it, love it is super cool. And are you going to play the Rufus Wainwright song? What's that? Woke up this morning at 11, 11. <gasps> no, but I now I, I am now. Song. Okay, great. I said we got to do a toast at 11, 11. So maybe we'll play that well, at 11, 11. Or I don't know, or you play it like the next morning at 11. I don't know. Listen to the lyrics. I'm not sure of all of them. They might not be appropriate. Thank you. No, it's always appropriate for us, but we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, all right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. I'm awful at leaving Zooms, but I will click the button. Oh, me too. To... I'm always like, eh. Yeah, like, we're both like, hello. Right. It's like <laughs> 10 hours okay. later. Okay, got to go. Okay, bye. Oh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye. And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. Kate is so wonderful, and so is this time of year. Some might say it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> See what I did there? Today's kindness tip is something you could do this time of year and beyond, really. So at our wedding, we wanted to do something a little different for the table cards. We didn't want your run-of-the-mill little folded papers telling people where to sit. So after scouring through Pinterest and other sites for hours, I was inspired by something around the house, this old set of skeleton keys my nanny had given me. What if we gave each guest a key to unlock the special evening, I thought, huh? So Cass and I got a bunch of antique keys and tied little tags to them, which said the person's name and the table number. Because we wanted everyone to walk into our special day feeling extra special, we wrote something we loved about each guest on the back of these tags. This is something you can totally do too. Your kindness tip of the week is to write something you love about someone in a place they'll least expect it. Oh, I think one of my cats is stuck on a toy. Be right back. You okay? Oh. Are you okay? Let me help you. Come here. Come here. Can you say hi to listeners? Say hi. Yeah, talking to the mic. Oh, don't claw at the mic. I think she got a little starstruck. Anyway, where was I? Your kindness tip of the week is to write something you love about someone in a place they'll least expect to find it. From the back of a holiday gift tag on to leaving a little note on their car windshield or maybe in the refrigerator with a sweet snack. At least that's what I would love. Cassie, take notes. Woo! Unexpected kindness is magic. And so are you, dear listeners. I am so happy to be back. Thank you for staying tuned and for always coming back to the Art of Kindness podcast with me, Robert Peter Paul. And until next time, please remember, everything's going to be... A-okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.